Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Blog Talk Radio. Let your power. Blog Talk Radio. Let your power fall. When your name is called. Fight this battle for me and help my unbelief so I can tell all my friends you won again that you have won again. Let your power Faithful 
over there ever since. But let me tell you about um, Reverend Linda Perkins McRae, affectionately known as Co-Pastor McRae, was licensed and ordained in Christian ministry in 1994. She currently serves as Co-Pastor of Little Salem Christian Church, DLC, along her, alongside her husband, Pastor Ronald Lee McRae, who has served as senior pastor since October 1998. Reverend McRae completed a B.A. degree in business administration at Winston-Salem State University, them Rams. She completed a Master's of Divinity from Wake Forest uh, Divinity School in 2003 and a Master's in Social Work from North Carolina A&T, Aggie Pride, and USCG in uh, 2007. Uh, Reverend McRae is a board-certified chaplain and a licensed clinical social worker. She has served as a clinical chaplain with the Salisbury Veterans Administration Medical Center and is currently a clinical care coordinator for Region 3 Treatment Accountabilities for Safer Community Task. And affiliate, uh, it's an affiliate of Partnership for Drug-Free North Carolina. Reverend McRae is pursuing a doctorate of, of I can't even talk, a doctorate of psychology um, at Graduate Theological Foundation with an expected completion date of 2015. Uh, Co-Pastor McRae is the co-founder of a More Than Conquerors conference. Oh, wonderful! And mentoring program. Reverend McRae is the founder and chief clinician of Hope Counseling and consulting service providing hope and healing to Piedmont Trad and surrounding areas. Hope provides individual and group programs and services that seek to address behavioral, emotional, and physical disabilities. Co-Pastor McRae's favorite scripture is Isaiah 61. Surely the Lord, surely the Spirit of the Lord rests upon her as she endeavors to preach and teach the gospel of Jesus Christ, heralding the message of God's love and redeeming power. Although Co-Pastor McRae has Many accomplishments, her greatest is her marriage to the love of her life, Pastor Ronald Lee McRae, and mother of their eight children and eight grandchildren. But you know, um, I was doing some snooping and pulling up some stuff about Pastor McRae because she has just done so much in the community. But um, there's a quote about her that I love, and it reminds me of how it is when we come to Christ. It says, Linda works with clients to change their unproductive patterns of interpreting understanding, and thinking about themselves and their environment, guiding them to reshape the way that they think and act. She seeks to produce cognitive and behavioral reorientation in clients who are at risk of varied social and psychological ills. If that oh says so much, I, I can put some Jesus all in that and, and how we have to change some things. But anyway, um, Coach Pastor McRae, are you with me? I am. Good evening. Good evening. How are you? I am blessed and quite well. Thank you for allowing me to come on tonight. Oh, I am honored to have you. I, I am simply honored that you didn't consider it robbery because I know you are a very, very busy woman, and I know that you probably need your rest, so I'm so grateful that you took time out for, for the listeners and I tonight. Praise God. I'm glad to be here. Excited for all the listeners that are out there. I uh, know that this this great work that Cassandra is doing is being a blessing to our community and to our nation and ultimately our world. Thank you, Jesus. You know, um, I'm just going to go ahead and crack the egg. Um, I, I, I love and I respect you so much because you're always so human with me. And I'm, and, and I'm one of those Christians I I can re, I just relate better to people that don't put on pretense with me that just allow me to see their scars and and whatever it is and and because I learn by watching how you walk out stuff and so oh. um you know my when when I have the victory it's not because of something that somebody preached to me behind the podium it was something I was able to see one of um, the men and women of God that to walk out. And so with that, um, my first question tonight is that um, we all come to God and to faith um, in many different ways, but I'm sure that you have a testimony that will inspire and ignite someone tonight. Can you tell us how you come to believe in God? Well, let me say that I was raised in a holiness church. So my mom and dad, I mean, as a little girl, I can remember going to church, and, you know, in the holiness church, you stay all day. You didn't leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just break for break for lunch. Everybody bought a, a a box or a basket, and you would we would all eat, and you go right back in. And so it, it was it was like that. We I mean, church was three four times a week, and it was it was all yeah. all day. 
uh, sometimes all night. And so I was raised in the church. So I had, uh, even as a, a little child, I had an awareness of God and, 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 and a love for God. But, of course, as a, as a teenager, I, I, I strayed away uh, from that teaching and strayed away from my God. But I'm so glad uh, that one Sunday morning the Lord found me. See, I had this this um, this thought that that, I, I, and I know I'm not the only one that had it. Um, I I had a thought that I already knew that you know I I needed to be saved. I needed to be be born again because I knew the teaching. And so, but I was thinking I was having fun while I was in the world. So my thought was, you know, let me get a little older. You know, let me get old, and then you know I'm going to mm. get saved. Uh, and so, you know, of course, you know, the devil had a just had a field day uh, with me, and 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 in the midst of my life being a complete mess, uh, and, and I mean a real mess, the Lord found me. I'll, I'll never forget it. Um, I had um, had sank real, real low, and had was at that time in a, a re- an abusive relationship. My family had tried to rescue me, and 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 to no avail. I actually moved to Atlanta, stayed there for a year, and came back. Uh, to the abuse, mm. and I just, I just thank God that I had uh, a college uh, friend that I don't even remember now where it was. I don't know whether she just called my phone or we bumped into each other or whatever. But she invited me to go to church with her, and I remember that Sunday morning that I was to go, um, I, I didn't, I, I didn't go, and I remember um, she called and, and invited me again, and I thank God. I will always be grateful. Uh, for her, she invited me again to come to church, and I'll never forget it. She came to pick me up, took me to a little, uh, little uh, what you might call a storefront, uh, and mm-hmm. I, I was, I, I, I'm sitting about halfway back in the uh, pews, and on the end toward the back, and I, I can remember thinking to myself as the man of God was preaching, what in the, how in the world does this man know? Because the sermon could have been titled Linda. It could have been titled me. It was it was everything that he talked about. When I when I tell you that the Lord read my mail, I'm telling you he read my mail. And yet when the altar call came, I'll, I'll never forget this. I sat there in the spirit of, of the Lord and, and and the enemy. I was roaring. The enemy saying, you know, you can't get saved. The spirit of God saying, you need to get to that altar. The enemy saying, you know, you're living with this man and you know what's going on at home and you you can't get saved. And the spirit of God saying, you better come. And I believe this. Mm. Uh, that pastor, uh, uh, the spirit of God was so uh, present. Uh, that man of God left the pulpit, came to me, right to my seat. I'll never forget it. He said, you've been running a long time. And from there to from that day to now, I don't know how I got from my seat to the altar, but I, when I came to myself, I was at the altar with both hands lifted up, and the floodgates had been, had been opened, and I received Christ. I got born again. Mm, my. I got born again. My. That was 28 years ago. And I'm so grateful that we serve just that kind of guy. He knows right where you are. He knows exactly yeah. what you need. And from that day to this one, I've always been assured of the presence of God, and I'm so thankful, again, for my friend uh, that invited me to come, so thankful for that man of God that compelled me to come to Christ because he oh he, he knew that I, I wasn't able to get there on my own. I couldn't, my own two feet couldn't yeah. hear me, but when that, that man of God came and compelled me, hallelujah, I came to know Jesus yeah. Christ. Amen. Jesus. And, and it's, it's just been all up. I just give God all the glory and praise for how he loosed all the shackles. He set me free. He set me free. Thank you, Jesus. And placed me. Thank you, Jesus. Truly placed my feet on a rock to stay. And I've been running for Jesus since that time. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, I give what a powerful testimony. Oh, my God. I give all and I love how you Go ahead. I love how you said the man of God came out of. Um, the pulpit and came to you, met mm-hmm. you right where you were. Mhm, mhm, mhm. Oh God, I, I love that. Yes, the the enemy had me so tied to that chair um, because I'm I'm thinking, you know, um, you know, these people. How in the world can I get saved? I'm living with this man. You know, you like to do this and you all, all of these things. The enemy will try to condemn us with. Yeah. And so, you know, the Bible yeah. lets us know that we had to compel men and women to come. That pastor compelled yeah. me, and I'll be forever grateful. Mm. Forever grateful. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God. You know what? And that's going to tie. I'm so glad you said that. That that about compelling because that's going to tie right into my second question for you because tonight um, I'm doing something different and and I really wanted to pull back the curtain. Um, I love that this show gives me the ability to talk to people one on one and kind of pull back the curtain, um, the mystery of it all for people, um, and they get to see us be transparent and 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 all that other stuff. But that ties into my next question for you. What do you think that the values that a church should be known for? Mm. I think first and foremost, we have to have a strong faith. Uh, We know without faith it's impossible to please God. We've got to have a strong faith. We've got to be fully persuaded that, you know, the word of God is the truth. And that God did what he said and he said just what he meant. We've got to have a strong faith. And then I think we, we have to, we have to have an enduring love. Because we live in a world that is broken, we got to love. I mean, we, we, and, and it's so sad that we have to, you know, you would think once, you know, the Lord has saved us and redeemed us and, and brought us back because of the, his great love that we would, it would be easy for us. But it seems like in the church we struggle most. And, and I, I believe mm. we've got to learn how to love the unlovely. So, you know, yeah. not only do we need faith, but we got to learn how to love. You know, by this will men know that you are my disciples, that you have love one for another. And then, yeah. you know, that we, we, are, we are compassionate. You know, we've got to get back to where we really care. One of my taglines for my email is no one cares how, how much you know until they know how much you care. Uh, we gotta oh. we got to be compassionate. Christ was compassionate. He went about doing good. Uh, so if we are Christ, if we're Christians, which means we're Christ-like, we ought to be concerned about others. It shouldn't just be that you know I'm blessed and I you know I've got all my needs met, but then my brother or my sister is hurting or they're going you know without uh, that. There's something wrong with that picture. We've got to learn. Um, we got to get back to being compassionate. So I, I think if we if we when we think of having strong faith, uh, enduring love. And then a compassion, you know, that, that to me would, would be a drawing uh, force. Uh, as, as my mm-hmm. pastor often says, you know, the world needs to see us catch on fire. And if we would catch on yeah. fire, the world would want to know uh, what is burning over there. Uh, when they see, mm-hmm. you know, that we, we believe God, uh, that, that we love one another, you know, when they can come into the house of God and feel the love of God. And then that we care. We care about them, not you know, not the the offering that's listed, not how big our our, mm-hmm. our church is or, or the cars we have, but that we love the persons. We love people. We're concerned mm-hmm. about them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are the values I think that right. we 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 need to have in our local assemblies. Oh my God. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Let me ask you this. Um, mm-hmm. I, I've often heard it say. You were. We are not called to everybody, but we are called to somebody. So Amen. with that, what do you believe your fundamental calling is as a minister of this great gospel? To preach and teach the gospel of Jesus Christ, and to live a life that glorifies God. See, when I, you know, I, I my my gift, my calling. I'm a pastor teacher, so you know, I, I'm called to preach and teach the gospel of Jesus Christ. But I'm also called to be a living epistle so that someone mm. can look at my life but they don't know quite if they didn't get to the church they can say there's something different about that woman what 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 is mm. what, and they'll want to know what is it about you what is it and then I can share then I can I can I can say Jesus Christ is the way he's the truth he mm. is the life that's what I believe mm. my you know at, at at the end of everything that I, I live a life that, that brings glory and honor to God, that God is pleased because I don't know about you, but I'm living to one day hear him say, well done, that good and yeah. faithful servant. Uh, so, so, so I want to live a life. You know, it, it's a tragedy uh, to live uh, so that we please everybody and displease God. I can't even, I don't even want to think about having God unpleased with me. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't even want to. I, I that, you know. I. I think some. We, we've, we've lost some of the fear of God too. I think in the church, mm. and, and 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 we. Yeah. But I fear God. 
I fear him. Yeah. And so I, I want to live a life that he's pleased with, that he can say, yeah, that's my mm-hmm. daughter in whom I'm well pleased. This is the same way that he was toward Jesus. When Jesus was, Jesus said himself, he said, I don't do anything except the Father. I see the Father do it. Mm-hmm. What I say is what the okay. Father says. And, and, and so then the, the Father could say, this is my, listen, you be quiet. You listen to my son. Because this is him. This is the mm. one that I'm well pleased in. And so that's the kind of life I want to live so that my God can uh, be pleased uh, with me. Please with mm. me. Oh, God. God, God, God. Oh, Lord. I'm going to tell you, the spirit of the Lord is all over here. You hear me? I mean, yes, Oh God! You said something, and the uh, the 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 little bit of hair on my arm stood up um, when you said that people no longer fear God. Mhm. Mhm. It's 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 obvious when you look at the state of our churches, you look at the state of our nation, the state of our world. There is a lack of fear. Um, there was a time, you know, that even a a, a drunk walk by the church, you know, and sober up or try to at least get it mm, together. Mm. But now, I mean, yeah. we live so, we lived so lax a days ago and so low that we just think we can do and say anything. Um, but that's mm. not the, what the Word of God teaches. Uh, and so we've got to mm. get back to that place where we do fear God. My God, my God, my God. Oh, speaking of that. What and how do you see the role of women in the church today? Mm, hallelujah. You know, we we are evolving. The role is evolving. But let me say that, you know, men and women are called to fulfill the Great Commission. Jesus did not say, now, only men go um, into the harvest he said, go, all of us, go. We're all called. So men and women are called to fulfill the Great Commission as servants. We're all called to be servants. So our, our women ought to be, um, we, we ought to be ambassadors for Christ. We, we ought to be um, fulfilling the commission. We ought to be servants. Um, and then we ought to walk in whatever the calling is that God has for our life. Um, I don't know. I don't fully understand uh, all of the struggle around women being in the um, the fivefold ministry um, giftings because the Bible clearly um, uh, lets us know that uh, from the very start that it was men and women uh, that that were called to walk with Jesus and that um, went about establishing uh, the church. Now I, I do know that there was some express um, Differences of of the day, and some you know there was a point where women were relegated to uh, certain spheres of ministry. But you know we're under the dispensation of grace, and Jesus, mm. uh, I'm so glad He does not see male or female. The Bible plainly lets us know that. So we, as women, you know, I often share with 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 women. You know, I, I I just I made a decision to get out of the struggle. And I don't, I don't struggle with men or women about my call uh, to the pastorate. Uh, I, I don't, I, I don't have to, um, because mm. you know, the, in reality, you know, the proof is in the pudding. It is what it is. Uh, whether mm, you mm. understand it, whether you celebrate it, whether you like it or not, really doesn't matter. Again, at the end of the day, mm. I'm not seeking for man or woman to um, to to give me uh, uh, to to, to uh, allow me access, if you will, uh, to mm. the kingdom of God. I'm looking for my Father uh, to be well pleased mm. with me. So you know, yeah. I, I think we just need to be clear of, of what it is that God uh, has intended. We all have something to do. We all have something to yeah. do. Now, not all of us are called to the pulpit, uh, you know, and, Amen. And, and that is what it is. But whatever it is mm-hmm. that God has called you to do, if it helps, then you need to be helping. If it's administration, then yeah. you need to be administrating. You know, whatever it is that yeah. God has gifted you and anointed you and appointed you to do, that's what you need to be doing. So, you know, I, I say to women, you know, I, I don't, I don't, you don't need to struggle. 
<laughs> because, you know, the issue for a person with your call or your gift is not with you. It's really with God, if God called you. See, if God calls yeah. you, you don't have to answer to man. But you will have to answer Amen. to God. And so I've just yeah. determined, you know, I don't I don't owe anyone an explanation. You know, my husband, he, I, he, he shared with me when he was in seminary at Shaw how a woman said, no, was it, was it a man or a woman? I can't remember. Someone said to him, you let your wife preach? And he was like, let my wife preach? What do you mean? How do I let my wife preach? What is that about? How do you let someone? It's God that calls us. It's God that anoints yeah. us. It's God that appoints us. And so you just got to get busy fulfilling whatever it is that God has anointed you to do because he's the mm. one that you're going to have to answer to, <laughs> not man. Yeah. Not man. But so mm. many of us, I think, are we're, we're, we're wanting, we're, we're, you know, we are people pleasers and we want to please people um, even over against um, our God. And, and you know, at the end of the day, um, people don't have a heaven or hell to put you in. So, mm. you know, it's better to please God than man. And so what is the role? Oh, Our role is that we are all called to fulfill the Great Commission, men and women alike. And we're all called mm. to be servants, every one of us. So if you don't do anything yeah. else, you need to be sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ with somebody. Start in your home. Okay. We start there and then we go abroad. we got to start, start somewhere. And then we ought to be servants. Jesus said that whoever would be greatest, let him be a servant. So, that, I mean, we can mm. do that if we don't do anything else. We ought to be sharing mm-hmm. how God has brought us out, how he's delivered us, that someone would see and understand the great love of God. And then we ought to serve. We ought to serve so that people will want to know, my God, what is it about this woman? What is it about her that's different? And you can say, it's Jesus. <laughs> it's all about Jeez. Christ. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Um. Now I know that you didn't get all get worded down overnight. So can you please tell our listeners the importance of having a personal discipline for spending time in word and in prayer and what does that look um, like for you? Well, let me say that, you know, when I I got born again, um the Lord just began to um so lead and guide my life in such a way that I went to the right places. I will never forget a very small church still here in Winston-Salem. I will never forget it. Love the man of God to this day, uh, Pastor Beatrice Moorfield over at New Life Assemblies of God. It was Assemblies of God then. It's Christian church now, I think it is. Um, But that pastor was such a a preacher and teacher. He was a teacher of the word of God and and gave me such a love for the word, (laughs) such a love for the Mm. word. Um, and then I'll, I'll be forever grateful. But you got to just fall in love with the Word of God, not with personality, mm. not with the hoop, not with the shout, but mm. with the Word of God. Um, because at the end of the day, all of the other stuff is going to fail. It's going to fade away. But if you got the Word of mm. God hitting on the inside of you, you'll be able to stand. Mm. You will be Ooh. able to stand. And I'm so grateful to God for my love for the Word of God. Uh, I've hidden mm. it in my heart that I might not sin against him. But on a daily basis, I am I am determined to acknowledge God. I, I you know, as as much as I know, and as much as God has allowed me to do and to see and to be, I don't I don't I don't ever want to get so big or so bad or so grand that I don't I don't acknowledge Him because I really don't know the way that I should take. Um, and so mm. every day, I am pausing to to ask God to lead me. You know, set a guard about my mouth that I would say things mm. that would please him. Set a guard about my ears. I don't want to hear a lot of foolishness. I have no time for it. So, God, lead me. You know, what is that door that you would have me to access that I might uh, uh, that I might receive your favor? You know, and what doors, God, are you closing that I can see and understand that that's not where I need to be going? So, so mm-hmm. every day just acknowledging God in whatever way. You know, I don't have a, you know, I'm not. Um, I don't have a prescribed definition of what it means to 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 have relationship with God. Um, I, I don't. I, I think you know some people do, but I don't. That that is that's mm-hmm. not me. Um, but I'm so glad that that I have uh, that kind of relationship that I can hear Him. And the other thing is to be able to hear. 
sometimes we talk too much and we have too yeah. much going on that we don't have ears to hear. But the Bible says plainly, he that has ears, let him hear what the Spirit of the Lord is yeah. saying to the church. I want to hear what God is saying. So it's not always, when I, you know, always when I'm teaching about prayer, prayer is not just talking, but it's also listening. So as much as you are talking, as even the more, because yeah, God knows what we need. He does. Mm. He's so so wonderful and so God. He knows what we need, and yes, we should ask, because he told us mm-hmm. to ask. But you also need to pause and hear him, you know, in whatever way. Again, I don't have a prescription in whatever way works for you. Um, uh, I'm so so glad that, you know, I can come in my home and not turn on anything. Or mm. riding in my yeah. car, and I don't turn on anything. But I'm listening yeah. for God. I'm listening to hear him speak to me. Uh, God, and he does, he does. You know, the enemy would, would try to let tell people, you know, God's not speaking. The devil is a liar. He is speaking expressly to the yeah. church. But we got to have ears to hear. And the more that we are obedient, the more he speaks. That's the blessing. See, because, you know, we oftentimes, you know, we hear God. Pastor talked about it this morning and in the sermon. You know, we, we hear we hear God. It's like the GPS. He was talking about an occasion where his GPS was saying, you need to make a U-turn, you need to turn around. God is speaking to us just that way, but we don't want to listen. And then so when that happens, then, you know, the Spirit of God will just withdraw and you have it your way. But, see, I don't know the way mm. that I should take. I don't know the way that Jeez. I should take. So I need to hear him and then not just hear him, but hear him and obey. Yeah. Oh, he continues to speak. Oh, God. hallelujah. Woo, Lord have mercy on me, Jesus. That was so good. <laughs> that was so good because I'm often amazed when I, I also have heard a lot of people say, you know, God is not talking that much. Yes, he is. Yes, if he you is. listen to him, if you have a relationship, I always tell people it's about the relationship too. And I and I um I was telling someone last week the same way they pursue a relationship with their mate, they ought to double time that in their relationship with God. Oh yeah, because we'll and pull then, out all of the stops when we're trying to get uh-huh. such and so's attention. You know, um, we'll we'll go cooking fancy meals and um, you know just start doing all this lavish stuff to get a person's attention. But how much more are we doing? Are we doing those things to get in God's face and get His attention? Because I yeah. found out in my own life. I need God. I need him. Every, mm. I need him in everything. Not just yeah. and I used to be one of those Christians that call, that um um put my life in compartments. You know, I could believe God for this but not quite believe him to do this. I could believe God to heal my body but couldn't quite believe him to heal my relationship with my husband. I could believe him to pay somebody else's bills but wouldn't quite believe that. And I have learned <laughs> to um, give it all to him, not just a little bit of pieces mm. I think that he can handle. Um, because I was Amen. one of those Christians where, you know, I was like, that's too big for God. You know, he needed me to help him. And I remember <laughs> going to work one morning, and it is so funny to me because God speaks to me in a voice I'm, I'm more more likely to respond to. And he said, child, I do not need your help with anything. That's right. That's right. And I was that's right. so amazed. <laughs> yeah. I was amazed. That's that awesome. Th- th- this year, yes. the Lord, I, I um, this year, 2015, for me, uh, I I preached um, the first of the year, uh, and I was sharing with the the body how trust was just ringing in my spirit, and that was the word. That's my word for the year. It's trust, just trust. Mm. And it kind of piggybacks up just what you were saying. We we oftentimes we want to come compartmentalize or uh, we would trust God here, but we don't trust him there. But we got to learn how to trust God with everything. We can't hold anything back. Lord, with those children, uh, that mate, um, that job, God, that relationship, we got to trust God with everything, everything. Because he is is a faithful God. He's faithful. Uh, God is able to handle it all. It all. Mm. And, and, and that's mm. what he wants us to do. He wants us to relinquish everything. Jesus, you know, I, yeah. I often think about the Gethsemane uh, um, experience when Jesus, you know, although his flesh was crying out, God, I don't want to die. I don't want to die. Mm. 
Yeah, he came mm. to a place where he, he could say, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be oh. done. we got to trust God with everything. Even when we don't understand it, we may not like it, but we got to trust God. we got to trust him, yeah. trust him with everything, our very life. we got to trust God with it. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Speaking of that, um, what have you been learning about God in the past year? Uh, that he's faithful. Not that I didn't know that uh, previously, but um, I, he he just keeps on um, being so God and so good and so faithful and merciful uh, toward me uh, that I am more and more in love and in awe of him. Um, he's faithful. Um, his his nature is faithfulness. His is that's just who he is. He's, he he he. Uh, the, even you know that when we speak of integrity, integrity is you know doing uh, what you would do is in in the midnight. You know when no one else is looking. Uh, mm-hmm. That our God is a God of integrity, um, one that we can trust. We don't have to. We, we, you know, God don't wear masks. God didn't. Um, uh, the Bible says, you know, He didn't. He's not a man that He should lie. You know, so if Hallelujah. He's spoken, He's gonna bring it to pass. So, so yeah. just the faithfulness of God and and how um, how 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 much He He so loves uh, His children, and even the more hmm. those of us uh, that that are found faithful. Uh, you know how it is uh, as a mother. You know, when we are children that are doing uh, the, the right things, and, you know, you can bestow even greater blessings on them because you can trust that they're going to do what, what needs to be done with it. Well, you might not do that with some that are kind of not, not quite there yet. Our God is that way. <laughs> he loves us so much. And even the more, those of us that, that, that are following hard after him, really seeking, you know, to, to do what it is that the Lord is calling us to do, um, the way that he intends that we do it, um, God loves us. And so I, I think, you know, this past year, uh, in every area, every aspect of life, my ministries, my businesses, my my marriage, my children, that he is faithful. He's faithful. Mm, yes. Yeah. Now, I'm going to ask you something, and I know you don't even remember this, but it was something I observed. Um, when Dr. Michelle had the women's retreat at the beach, mm-hmm. one of the things that I observed with you and her was a really, really good friendship. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I love I love to see genuine friendships. You know what I mean? Just yes. um, it's not about what you bring into the table. It's just friends and and. I, I love that about you two so much. It just it just makes my heart smile every time I see you t- see you two together. Um, can you talk to us about the importance of having deep rela- relationships, deep friendships, um, especially to those who are that are in leadership and ministry? Mm, it is absolutely uh, important. I am so humbled and grateful for. You know, not only women, but also men that uh, I have a covenant relationship with. That you know, we are able to fellowship in in a way um, that is just it's just awesome, and, and I'm grateful for it. I, I think it's you know, if you the Bible says that you know, he that 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 desires friends must must show himself uh, friendly. So I, I mm-hmm. think it's we, you know, we've got to we got to seek out you know, and be available to um, those kinds of relationships. And it's, it's so time out, women, uh, in particular, that, that we are, you know, fussing and fighting and, and you mm-hmm. know, vying for uh, position and, and envy. That is so not God. It is so not mm. God. We, you know, when I think about ministry, we're co-laborers. You know, Dr. Michelle yeah. and I, we're co-laborers. Iron sharpens yeah. iron. We learn from yeah. one another. We yeah. have we have uh, like and different gifts and callings, but God mm. uses it all together. So when we are yeah. together, I mean, she encourages me. I encourage her, and you know, and as a, yeah. a minister, you know, and as a, a, a pastor's wife, 
um, I can't always, you know, I, I have, you know, friends that are not ministers, but there are things that I cannot and would not share with uh, a lay member that I can talk to uh, uh, Michelle or um, my uh, mother in ministry, co-pastor McCarter. I can talk to them uh, about that I wouldn't talk to the average person. Uh, and yes. it is important that we have those kind of people in our lives, you know, because we're not islands. God called us mm-hmm. to a body. <laughs> and so he never intended that you be a lone ranger. You know, it doesn't yes. matter how anointed or that you are, God still calls us to relationship. And so yes. it's important to seek to develop those kind of relationships. And they don't happen overnight. You know, you've got yes. these friendships uh, you have to cultivate. You don't, you know, it just, you have to, just like, um, you know, the love relationship in some way, you need to, you know, you need to pick up the phone sometimes, too. You know, you need to yeah. go to that know, too. You know, it shouldn't be one-sided. It should be that we, again, we're caretakers and, you know, we're co-laborers. So, you know, if you're hurting, I'm hurting. You know, when you're rejoicing, yeah. I'm rejoicing. Last night I could rejoice with my sister and with my yeah. brother because that was so awesome. You know, uh, this great building and this great ministry Mm -hmm. unto the Lord. Um, How how could I not uh, take part in that and rejoice with them? Uh, And so I I think, you know, that's that's why it's important because um, not only are, you know, am I receiving and then I'm I'm also giving and vice versa. We give to each other and we also receive. From, from each other So I, I think you have to be intentional Because it doesn't just happen And you need to be You know you need to hear God You know not not every sister You know is my covenant sister Not not every um, You know I've got some associates in the kingdom Not everyone I would say is a friend um, But Amen. you need to be intentional About seeking out uh, Friendships That's, that's yeah. important um, That we do um, and, and hear God about you know, who that might be, um, because um, God is, again, concerned about that aspect of your person, too, because he understands how important it is. You know, we should all have mentors, people that speak into our life, people that aren't impressed with our personality. I'm so thankful (laughs) that I can be myself. I don't have have to worry about her blowing smoke up my skirt and, you know what I'm saying, and I ain't got none of that. We for real. You know, um, that, that that can call me out. You know, if my stuff ain't right, to say, hey, no, that I don't think that's the way. I don't think that's what you should be doing. And to be able to do that, you know, always respect yeah. and hard, but to be able to do that. Not everybody can do that. You understand what I'm saying? Amen. So that's important. Yeah. You have oh, to yeah. hear God and seek it out, and and be a good friend. Be a good friend. Um, it's so sad that you know men often say that. Women that we can't be um, good friends, and that's sad because we we ought to be the best at being friends. We are the nurturers. We are the ones, you know, that bring forth life. So how can you not know how to be a good friend? Um, again, mm. it gets I think back to integrity. You know, to be able to say, you know, that didn't feel good. Or I didn't like that, and 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 not, you know, from an angry place. But, you know, a real place and that we can, you mm-hmm. know, apologize and regard and, and still love one another and go on. You know, honoring yeah. God, that's important. That's important. Oh. Yes. Dr. Michelle is one of my uh, best friends, and uh, she's a covenant sister, and I'm grateful, grateful to God. Oh, I just love her. Oh, that's, 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 I tell people, that's my spiritual mama. Sometimes I just walk up to her and I just <laughs> hug her and just. I just lay all on it. <laughs> she just laughs and she gives me what I need and you know and it gives me a lot of guidance and I and I respect her so much. But we have about fifteen minutes left, but I need you to do three things for me. Mhm. I need for you to tell people how they can find you, how they can get in touch with you. And then um the second thing well the last thing I need for you to do before we leave the air is always have the guests to pray because I don't know what's on the line but I know that God does. Um, mm-hmm. And and I do know that he answer that he answers prayers, but I also Amen. want you to talk to um, talk to you know give us a few minutes on 
Um, it's 2015. It's the beginning of the year, and I've pledged um, the first uh, part of the year to God, you know, specifically about um, what, what do we need? What do we need to be doing? What do you see that um, that that we need to kind of buckle down in? Uh, wow. All right. What do we need to be doing? What were the other two things? Because that was huge. That um, to tell us how to find up. you and to pray before we leave the air. Okay. Um, how to find me? Uh, wow. I am <laughs> presently, uh, yeah, really, really, really busy. Um, just, just, but you, you can get me. Uh, I am at 8 West 3rd Street, uh, Suite 555, and that's Winston-Salem, North Carolina. That's um, my um, home office for Hope Counseling and Consulting Services. Uh, I also have an office in Reedsville, um, North Carolina, too. But 8 West 3rd Street, uh, here in Winston-Salem, Suite 555, uh, you can find me there providing uh, hope and healing uh, for uh, those that are battling uh, all kinds of various issues. Uh, I have uh, a, a myriad of different things. Um, we serve um, DWI offenders. Uh, we can provide assessments and also treatment. We, I'm also a problem gambling counselor. Um, I can, if you're struggling with uh, an addiction to gambling, I can assist you, and the state will actually pay for those services. So um, if you know that you need to talk to someone, uh, you've gotten caught up with this, um, these sweepstakes and what have you, God desires that you be free. Uh, you can give us a call. Um, the number at the office is 336-631-1948. Again, 336-631-1948. Our website is um, www.thereishopeinc.com. Again, thereishopeinc.com. You can look us up there as well. You can make an appointment right there on the website. Um, you can send a message to us if you'd like. Uh, we would love to serve uh, your needs. Um, not only do we do um, DWI services and problem gambling, uh, and also let me say to churches and agencies, if you're out there and you want us to come and do a presentation to your group, I can do that as well on problem gambling, and the state will actually pay for it. So give me a call for those services as well. Uh, we also provide outpatient substance abuse treatment, mental health uh, services. Um, I also, of course, as a cancer survivor, uh, I do a lot of work um, through the can uh, cancer center talking with um, men and women that um, are also in um, the fight of their lives, and so I, I provide a lot of support there and a lot of relationships. I'm also doing a lot with relationships, um, families, children, uh, or what have you. So, uh, give us a call if we can in any way uh, assist you with um, any of those uh, needs. Or maybe there's something else out there that you think you might need. Just give us a call again. That's three three six six three one one nine four eight. Now, what do we need to be doing? And and I would say um, the church. The church is. So broken. We, I, I think that we need to first acknowledge that we've detoured, that we've missed God. Um, that's the first thing, uh, that we've missed God in many ways. And we, um, uh, in many ways, uh, our churches are broken. And so I think the first thing, again, is just to acknowledge that and then begin to really get back to what the Word of God teaches. Holiness is still right. Uh, we've got mm. to... Um, Live in such a way that that you know if Christ would crack the sky, uh, we would be prepared. I, I think, and I'm just you know, it was one thing to think that the the world was saying, but this is I'm talking about church folk, um, because the Bible lets us uh, know, you know, that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. It also lets us know that you know the righteous are going to scarcely make it. So we already know where the sinner and the ungodly are going to appear. So we've got to live in such a way, uh, the church, the church, from the pulpit to the to the best of you. I, we've got to live uh, holy lives, not saying that we are perfect, but we should be um, in a state of, of, of being perfected, living in such a way uh, that we can, um, that we are that epistle that, that man, that woman, that boy 
that girl can see the light of Christ and cry out, what must I do, you know, to be saved? So I, I think we've got to first acknowledge that we, we've missed some stuff and then clean up our own, you know, around our own front door, if you would, um, get ourselves uh, together. And and then we've got to um, do what I think that pastor did for me uh, 28 years ago. We've got to compel men and women to come. We've got to get outside of these four walls, um, and, 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 and when we're inside the walls, we've got to, we've got to compel people to come to Christ. We've got to do that. I, I just believe that. So that's what I think that we should be doing as a church, as individuals, again, uh, living the commission and, and being servants of Christ. Um, that means the one that would be greatest, again, would be the servant. Um, so that's that's what we're called to do, and then doing that, you know, whatever that ministry gifting is, whatever that calling is, doing it with a, a fervor and a fire. That again, if Christ cracked the sky, we know that we would be going back with Him um, um, and in glory. Uh, that He would be able to say uh, to any of us, you know, well done, that good and faithful servant. That's what we 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 need. That's Amen. what we need. Amen. We have about five minutes left. If you could, please, give us some prayer. Yes. Amen. 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 Let us go before the throne of grace. Precious Father, we come humbly before your throne. We come, God, with with thanksgiving in our, our hearts. We come, Father, with our mouths filled with praise. We're so thankful unto you, O God. We're thankful that you are God, and there's none like you. In all the earth We bless you and we praise you God for everything We thank you for being our very strong God We thank you for being our faithful Father God we thank Thank you for Just being our Lord And our soon coming King Now God we just bow We just pause Father God To acknowledge you God we realize we don't know the way that we should take We ask right now Spirit of the living God that you would fill us to overflowing God in such a way That we would know Father God, the way that we should take, we pray, God, that your word would be a light to our pathway. Help us, God, to fall in love with your word. Help us, God, to to hide it in our hearts so we not sin against you. God, we ask now that you would give us eyes to see you. Help us to keep, Father God, our focus on you. God, we thank you for the peace that you're going to give us because of it. We pray, God, that you would open up our clogged ears, God, that we might hear you. God, let us hear you, God, with a, with a clarity. We need you, God, to speak to us. God, we need you to Thank speak you. to us. And then, God, we ask that you would fix our hearts. God, fix our hearts Thank in you. such a way that we would, we would be that, that servant, that one would, that would acknowledge and, and, God, cry out, not our will, God, but your will be done. God, that we'll yes. be obedient yes. to your voice. God, right Thank now, you, I, just, I just pray for that sister. God that that is listening, that one Father God that that gets thought, Lord, that you you didn't that you were too far away, that help her to feel your presence tonight. Father, we pray that you would even the more, God, anoint her right now. God, for that one Thank that's you. struggling in their body, we pray, God, that you heal them right now. We know that you're Jehovah Rapha, God. We you we you created these bodies. You're our Thank great you, physician. Jesus. We pray, God, that you fix it right now. And God will forever give you glory for it. God, I pray blessings upon Cassandra. I pray, God, that you bless her and continue to bless this ministry, God. Father, we thank thank you you for this great work. We thank Thank you you for this great work. We thank you, Father God, that it is is a light to those that need light, God. And we just pray now that you just continue to bless it. God, give it everything that it needs. Give her, God, your your peace, your comfort, God, and, and your instruction for how to go about doing everything that you've anointed her to do. God, we bless you you for every listener tonight. And, God, we pray that the needs are met according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. God, we bless you for our very life. And, God, we give you glory and praise for being the God that hears, the God that cares, and the God that answers. We ask this in all blessings in the name of your Son, Jesus the Christ. And together we all say Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank mm-hmm. you so much, Co-Pastor McRae, for taking time out of your show enough busy schedule. I did not realize you were in so many locations um, to join us tonight. We pray all Amen. of God's best blessings upon you. Um, Thank you. And, and we look forward to doing this again in Jesus' name. Yes, we will. God bless you. Thank you. Good night. Well, you guys, there you have it. Another episode of Fully Persuaded in the Tubes. So let me tell you about some other things that's been going on. So um, the new website is up and running. It's www.fullypersuaded2.com. It's www.fullypersuaded2, the number two, Dot com. There you can go and uh, pull archive shows. You can um, look around and see what we're doing, what uh, preachers are and, and speakers and ministers and, and, and just teachers are coming up next. Also, you can see um, how you can sow a seed and, and, and give a love offering, a donation, um, which we would greatly appreciate. Um, also, you can go and find out about some of the guests that are coming on. Um, so we are definitely looking forward to um, utilizing the uh, new web page that we have. Also, we have um, designed a new Facebook page um, because the other page required people to um, be added in. And I know a lot of times people are uncomfortable with that. And, and so um, we decided that we would do the the different kind of Facebook page. So if you could, please look us up on Facebook, um, www.facebook.com backslash fully persuaded about faith. Um, and of course, uh, if you have someone that you know and love that you think will be an excellent, excellent guest on fully persuaded about faith, um, please feel free to email me at Cassandra, C-A-S-S-A-N-D-R-A, at FullyPersuaded2.com, or you can reach me in my personal email, CassDurham2012 at gmail.com. Either way, your email will be answered within 48 hours, so you know how we close our broadcast. Let your Good night, everybody.
that you have won again. You won. You have won. Thank you. You did it again. Yeah. I said you have won again. You brought me out so many times. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. 